0: we are um, we are start, uh, we are co- uh, studying revelation um, chapter by chapter today we are going to uh, see uh, what lord has for us in chap- uh, revelation chapter 5 um, there are 14 verses there i'm not going to read all the 14 verse, uh, verses i'm just going to read a few verses and then we will dive uh, into the word of god um I have my laptop with me, just have a PowerPoint uh, as well because uh, I thought that it would be helpful for those who want to write notes. Uh, I'm not going to teach you for three or four hours. I'll try and finish within half an hour. Um, Hope the Lord uh, will speak to us through his word. I heard um, a story from someone about heaven. Uh, probably you also heard it from radio or somewhere else, it's about heaven. There was a village where, uh, in a farm, one cat and a few mice were living. Um, The cat died first and then the cat went to heaven. The first person (laughs) the cat see in the heaven was Peter. So Peter said, Catty, welcome. So he stepped in and then um, Peter asked the cat, Cat, what do, you want me, what do you want me to do for you? And the cat said, Oh, I had hard life in the farm chasing after the mice. So can you give me a comfortable bed so I can rest, rest in heaven? Okay, let it be done. So the cat was given a comfortable place. Uh, fluffy um, mattress to sleep. Uh, the cat was happy. And then years gone by, the mice from the farm, they all were dead. So they went to heaven. Same thing again. They all uh, met Peter. So Peter asked them, asked them what do you want me to do? Then one of the m- mice replied, um, Peter, we had a very, very tough time in the farm. We were chased by cat, dogs, women in the farm with broomstick and so on and so forth. So can you give us uh, somewhere else? Uh, some, can you give us some nice place where we can rest uh, and relax? Um, at the same time, could you give us uh, some skating board? Because we had seen many using uh, skating board in, in in the farm where we were. Let it be done, Peter said. So. Tiny little skating boards were made for uh, mice. They were given to the mice, and then one was made b- a little b- bigger than the, the one mice had for cat. So they all had their skating board in heaven. Okay, days went on. Uh, Peter came back to make sure uh, that uh, mice and the cat are fine. So he asked uh, the cat first Cat, what's the story? The cat said, Peter, thank you. For everything, especially the meals on the wheels were nice. So many people think heaven is a comfortable place, heaven is a cozy place. You know, it's their own interpretation, like the way the story said. Look, everyone has their own interpretation about heaven, but the Bible clearly says heaven is a real place. There will be no skating board or anything like that. (laughs) Because it's completely a different place, but it is a real place. Lord Jesus Christ is going to be there. Those who are saved by the blood of Christ will be there. Doesn't matter who you are, what country you came from, what county you came from, what flag you hold from. So everyone will be there once you are saved. So that's a um, real story of heaven. Um, But the Bible uh, scholars say that what, the, um, I mean, the, the Old Testament saints had seen uh, is only a glimpse of heaven. So it is not the complete picture. Uh, someday, when we all meet uh, Christ face to face, then we will have a complete picture of heaven. Until then, let's continue with what God has given to us. Amen. Today, uh, in this chapter, the focus is turning from earth to heaven so when we go through uh, revelation every uh, first three chapters the first three, three chapters talk about the churches in earth and then four and five uh, when you look at it it's about heaven and the lord jesus christ who is in heaven okay so this is what we are going to see in uh, revelation chapter five Uh, many Bible put their heading differently but the one that I have is New King James version it says the lamb takes the scroll so it is is Jesus Christ who has risen from dead who is uh, seated at the right hand of the father and he is holding a scroll on his right hand so that is the scene that uh, John has seen in heaven that is what described here so uh, when, when, you look at, uh, when you look at this uh, slide, especially the, the first one, uh, I have titled today's sermon as the title deed. Many of us uh, adults know what a title deed is. Here we are living in, in a country where we are surrounded by a lot of farms. I was talking to one of my colleagues um, a few weeks ago about um, how her father inherited a land from uh, her uncles. Um, it's a big farm, uh, it's a lovely, uh, lovely farm and I, I my, myself went and saw it with another colleague. Um, so she explained to me the process of how uh, she inherited the farm from, from her uncle. Um, so her father s- spent some money on buying land, others you know worked on different things worked. Finally uh, the father owned the land. So here, the title deed is something like the way God has purchased all the fallen human beings through his blood. That's what the title deed here means. And the scroll, I don't know how many of us have seen scrolls uh, um, in the courtroom or in, um, here we say, Commissioner of Oath. Okay, Commissioner of Oath. When we go to Commissioner of Oath or Notary Public, when we go and authorize him to, uh, when we go and ask him to uh, authorize some of the documents, he comes with one or two seals that nobody has uh, the same seal. It's in his name, in his authority. So he stamps your letter with his authority that this is uh, certified that such and such is on this place and whatever is you're requesting. So that will be done through the seal. So here, uh, the scroll, um, is written in two sides that's the difference when we go to not republic or uh, commissioner of oath the, the page is written only on one page he signs it uh, sorry he seals it and then he takes another paper uh, same thing again so two sides he has to seal it uh, on a different paper whereas on the scroll it was written either on a kind of um, animal skin or something else uh, back then So it was handwritten and then it was sealed with either with wax or some sort of magnet, some sort of ring to show the the authenticity of the person who has sealed the scroll. So here what we see is the scroll which is on the right hand of Jesus Christ who is risen, written on both sides, which is not a regular practice back then. Um, And then it was sealed with seven seals, that's what the Word of God says here so whenever we see number 7 in the bible it says that number 7 is complete completeness that that means the seal is completely sealed so the traditional practice was when somebody opens the uh, scroll uh, they have to break the seals first with a knife or something else i don't know how many of you have remember uh, years ago when we sent parcels to states with bags of lion, lion teas or whatever so the we we usually seal the cardboard box with a cloth and then some sort of uh, wax and then the post office i think i'm taking back uh, you all to 1960s or 70s okay so i leave it like that so it is something like that the seal has to be authorized on someone's name so once it is sealed the only way to break the seal is you have you you either have to use a scissor or knife then only the wax you can you can you can break the seal open so similarly here um, the seal has to be uh, broken by somebody else because John was there in the heaven uh, just wondering what's going on because he sees Jesus Christ as a, a risen Lord. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father with the scroll, um, with the seven seals. He, he was just wondering what's going on. Why uh, why, the sc- uh, seal, uh, why the scroll is sealed with seven seals? Why can't we open it? And then the, co- the conversation goes on. The strong angel comes in and then asks who is worthy to open this uh, scroll with the seals. When you look at it, it says that the scroll was on the right hand of Jesus Christ. I I have mentioned a few years ago about um, the cultural uh, cultural way of understanding uh, hands in Asia and Africa and some other countries. Here, most of us use right hand. Sometimes we also see using left hand for writing and things uh, and other things. Whereas traditionally uh, in Asia, uh, Middle East and Africa, right hand is used for good things or power and authority. So this chapter, if you look at it closely, it begins with power and authority of Jesus Christ. When you look at the last uh, word of this paragraph, you see everyone is worshipping the Lord Jesus Christ and, and like the Pentecostal say, Amen in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the Bible. So what what we see at the beginning and the end is the Lord Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father with full authority. He can do everything by himself. And then we also see the uh, whatever living creatures um, in the heaven, angels, elders, and others. They are all worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. So it begins with authority of a king, and it ends with worshiping the king. And then, um, and then on the on this slide, what I have um, written down is. Uh, sorry, Simon, Do the first one please. On the second point, I have noted down the picture of Jesus Christ. I um, see this is very important because the revelation is uh, is all about Jesus Christ, the risen Lord Jesus Christ, who is going to come as a king. So I have just uh, put it in my own words that the picture of Jesus. Uh, I have also not, uh, noted down few few of the words like the kinsman Redeemer the Lamb and the Lion, the Root of David, and the Tribe of Judah, um, tri- tribe of Judah, and then omnis, uh, Omnipotent and Omniscience of God. So this is the picture of Jesus Christ. We can see it as we go along in this chapter. Uh, I will go through one by one uh, in a few minutes. And also, uh, on the last point uh, of our outline is heavenly worship by all created beings on the earth and in heaven. So basically, as I said, this is about worshiping a king. So this chapter ends with worshiping, king, worshiping the king, of, king, our Lord Jesus Christ. The question is, will we be joining with the angelic being on the day when we face Jesus Christ? That is the question. So we'll come back to, uh, come back to the uh, uh, scriptures again. So on the next slide, what um, I have um, written down is just a summary of uh, the whole chapter. If you look at closely um, uh, between, uh, verse, uh, between one and seven verses, it talks about the Lord Jesus Christ, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, who is holding a scroll with seven seals on the right hand side. And then uh, there is a conversation between the strong angel and, the, uh, and John himself, who is worthy to open the scroll? So that's that's what most of the uh, uh, verses cover between 1 and 7. And the last verses between 8 and 4, it's all about worshipping Jesus Christ. Okay, so the, on the next slide, what we are going to see is a guided tour of St. John. Um, in this country, we all know that a guided tour is very, very, very popular, whether it's on the um, banks of... Uh, River Leafy or uh, Blarney Castle or Kilkenny Castle, whatever it is, we are very popular for guided tour. So we had seen guided, uh, I mean the tourist guide come with us and explain everything about a castle or whatever it is, uh, the historical significance of it and other political significance of it. So here what we are going to see is the guided tour that was given to John by the strong angel. Every language is unique, when we uh, we look at every language, how they express, in terms of uh, converting a vision or a dream into reality, every language uses uh, different things, but here in English what we see is an audio and visual expression that is written uh, here in this chapter. Most of you know that I work uh, with mentally ill patients. Somebody comes to me and says that I hear Tom Cruise was talking to me that I am going to be the next Messiah. And I said, okay, my friend, no problem. Here is your seclusion room. You're going to be there until I see you next time. But here, when you look, when you look at the uh, scriptures very carefully, it's not hearing, it's seeing first and then hearing next. There is, a, there is a contrast between what my patients say about hearing voices and what John experiences first through envisioning and then hearing it from the angelic beings. And if you look at uh, the, the words uh, on this chapter, it says looked 12 times, it's in the New King James Version. If you have mobile phone with New King James Version, if you just type uh, the words like looked, uh, on the whole chapter of revelation it comes 12 times and it says i saw and when when you look at it i saw it comes up 34 times see how uh, how how much importance is uh, put into the word i saw because seeing is believing and then next if you look at i heard 26 times and then the throne 37 times see in this chapter it is very very important that all the angelic human beings are worshipping Jesus Christ as a king. That's very, very important. So 37 times the word throne appears. and the word heaven, throughout the Bible, it appears uh, uh, 6 697 times. In the New Testament alone, 287 times. In Revelation alone, 27 times. Um, and also it is interesting to note that in our Bible, on the first uh, book of Old Testament, verses one, God Himself created heaven and earth. This uh, Bible actually begins with the creation story of heaven and earth. That's very interesting to note. And also in the book of Revelation, on the last, uh, on the 22nd of, I think 20, sorry, 21st chapter, uh, we, we we also see the word heaven mentioned again as well. So heaven is a real place. Uh, It's not like the story that I mentioned, that that how the mice um, and the the cat envision the heaven. No, it is not. It is completely a different uh, experience. It's going to be very, very real. Um, And also, as I mentioned earlier, what the Bible saints have uh, described here in the Bible is only a glimpse of heaven. Um, we had seen, we had watched many people talking about "I went to heaven" and all those things. I don't know how far uh, it is true. Uh, there is no criticism, but um, uh, from the Bible, wh- what the Bible scholars say is what we had seen about heaven is only a glimpse. When Jesus Christ comes here on the earth, or we, you know, if we meet Him um, before before the end of the world, then we will come to know more about heaven. And the Bible characters who got a glimpse of heaven—I just mentioned it on my slide—so we know how real the heaven is. Jesus Christ Himself had experience of showing the glimpse of heaven to His disciples after His baptism. That's mentioned in Mark 1:10. And then we all know that Stephen was killed because of his confession of faith in Jesus Christ. He—he has also seen a glimpse of vision before he was killed. And Paul himself describes uh, his vision of heaven in three places in New Testament. I would encourage uh, all of you to go back uh, whenever you find time at home, just to see the three uh, stories of uh, a glimpse of heaven described by Paul in three different places in Scripture and see what is the difference. Then I believe you'll be able to understand the audiovisual experiences of heaven that is mentioned in the Bible. And then we all know that Elisha and his servant also had a glimpse of heaven and uh, Ezekiel as well. Uh, In John chapter 14, uh, 3, Jesus himself said before he he ascended into heaven that I'm going to uh, my father and I'm going to prepare a place. Somebody said to me that I don't have a house here. John, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll have a beautiful mansion when I meet Jesus. That is true. Whether I don't know whether it's going to be a mansion or a palace, but heaven is going to be real. And then, um, when you look at um, verse four, no, sorry, uh, verse two, who is worthy to open um, the scroll? Um, Simon, next slide, please. Okay. Um, I'll come to this one. Okay, so who is uh, worthy to open the scroll? Uh, When the angel asked John, John started uh, weeping. When you read it in the English uh, Bible here, it says he wept much. But a literal translation is he convulsively wept. That means it's not like the child, you know, with the temper tantrum crying. It's completely different. It's about the real feeling. When uh, when you are crying for a real reason, I mean, that nobody can uh, comfort you or console you. That's the type of crying um, that is mentioned here. He convulsively wept. Why? Because he thought that nobody is uh, worthy to open um, the scrolls. But actually, when you look at Bible dictionaries uh, of the word worthy, uh, it, co- it takes you to Hebrews, um, Hebrews uh, where it talks about... Um, the superiority of uh, Jesus Christ uh, more than Moses and any other Old Testament prophet. So again, the, he, when you look at this picture, it says that he is the only one person who is worthy of opening um, the scrolls. Actually, when you look at this uh, slide, I have, uh, have put a subtitle as, Who Can See Heaven? Um, I was actually uh, reading a few chapters and few books. One of the days I found this interesting article from the UCB Word, Word for Today. Um, it, it comes on the mobile phone as well if you Google UCB Word for Today. And then if you look at first June, the whole story uh, comes up. I just only paraphrased it and put it with reference here. So actually it was a psychiatrist who uh, interviewed a few people who came back to life. Uh, either through resuscitation or somebody or something else. So they died, the medically they were diagnosed dead, and then through resuscitation or God gave the spirit back or whatever. So they came back. So the psychiatrist uh, had interviewed uh, these people, and he also wrote a book. If you google, uh, you will find uh, Elizabeth uh, Kobler, a uh, psychiatrist uh, who had written a book. Uh, I forgot the title of the book. Uh, I'm not asking you to buy. If you're interested, you can read it because our Bible has more reference about glimpse of heaven than anybody else. But it's just uh, I picked up from uh, from UCB Word for today when I was reading it, which was more um, appropriate for, for this text. That's, that's why I included it. So those people described uh, their experience or the glimpse of heaven as a beautiful place and things like that. So this is this is also in a scientific world. Uh, Convince that, convinced mm-hmm. us that heaven is a real place. And then, when you look at the word uh, wo- uh, verse five, you come across a word "Behold" uh, in verse five. When John was convulsively weeping, an angel comforted him. That's what "Behold" here uh, literally means. He comforted him and said, "Look, Jesus Christ is worthy to open." the scrolls the scroll Um, and then on the next slide um, okay now we are coming back to the business Um, the title uh, the the title deed Simon you have to press uh, yeah thank you so, as I said at the beginning that the scroll uh, is nothing but uh, the future judgment um, that is going to happen in the world. Uh, many Bible scholars uh, believe that uh, the church will be uh, raptured before um, the actual tribulation uh, or the judgment falls on the earth. Um, I'm not going to go deeper into the Bible scholars' uh, difference of opinion about you know uh, when is rapture going to happen or. Bible clearly says, Paul clearly says in Thessalonians that rapture will happen. Whatever time rapture uh, comes, if we are alive we are going to meet uh, meet the Lord Jesus Christ. If we are not, we will be coming along with Jesus Christ to meet uh, the rest of the human beings. So, um, the judgment uh, it is interesting to see that the word church appears until uh, third chapter in the Revelation and then Again, it appears uh, in, uh, after 20th chapter. So the Bible scholars also say that the reason why the church is missing between 4th and the 20th or 21st chapter is because uh, the Bible scholar believe, uh, Bible scholars believe that the church will be raptured when actual judgment that is going to be on the 6th chapter is going to happen. The church will be raptured. So that's what many Bible scholars believe. Um, And then it goes further on, on the whole chapter. Um, Okay, you can press M again and again, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, And then when you uh, read verses 6, 7, and 8, we come across um, the the different names of Jesus Christ uh, mentioned on on this chapter. One of them is uh, Lion of the the tribe of Judah, and then the next is uh, Root of David. So it's all written in the chapter. So what it clearly says is the genealogy of Jesus Christ. That means it shows the human side of Jesus, that Jesus Christ came into the flesh which was a real thing, which happened. So that's what it, it, it means. When you read uh, the first chapter uh, in New Testament, Matthew chapter first 1, it, comes, uh, it gives us a lot of names, but actually it is the genealogy of Jesus Christ dating back all the way to David and then even beyond to Jacob and Jesse. So that tells us clearly that Jesus Christ came into the world in flesh. So that's what it says here on this chapter. And then when you read this chapter, uh, you will come across uh, words like lion. We all know that lion is the king of jungle. So lion, again, here means authority uh, of, of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. And lamb. Lamb. Lamb, we all know that um, whenever we speak of lamb, lamb is a sign of gentleness. Here, what is interesting to note is lamb that was slain. So that means Jesus Christ who was, uh, died on the cross for all of our sins. That's what um, the image clearly sees is. One of the Bible scholars uh, said that the only man-made thing that we are going to see in heaven is the stripes on Jesus Christ's body. Remember when Thomas didn't believe when when he saw Jesus Christ face to face, he said, "Thomas, put your hand into my hand and and believe me." So this is the only man made thing man made thing that we are going to witness when we go to uh, heaven. This is what one of the Bible scholars uh, mentioned on his speech. Um, and then on the next slide. Kingsman Redeemer. So this is the Kingsman Redeemer. We all know the story of um, story of uh, yes, yes, uh, Esther. Sorry, um, we all know the story of Ruth. How um, Ruth's future husband restored um, restored the land that was uh, owned by the fam- family. So as I mentioned uh, I, on, at the introduction how my colleague's um, father inherited the land through title deed and few other legal implications. So, King's man redeemer is someone who comes and redeems us because we couldn't pay the debt or whatever it is. So, again, that clearly says that Jesus Christ, who came into the world in flesh, who died for our sins and who is risen again, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. That's what we we, we, we see it here on, on on these verses. And then um, on the next slide, what I have put it here is, again, the picture of Jesus Christ. Omniscient, uh, omniscient and then omnipresence of God. Um, we all know that God is almighty and powerful. One of the best ways to understand our all-knowing God is if you read Psalms, uh, Psalms 139, chapter 1 to 18, you, you, you will come to know that our God is all Almighty God who knows everything about us. And also, I heard one of the Bible scholars talking about uh, heaven, that the angelic beings in the heaven are very much interested uh, in the things that is going on in the world. They are looking at us. Basically, what it means is they are looking at uh, the believers when we suffer Uh, with disease, illness, or whatever, loss, grief. They're looking at us, not only looking at us, they are also sending comfort and help through the Word as somebody else as well. And then further on, um, we are coming to the main uh, section, which is the second part of this chapter. So uh, verses from 8 to 14. We are uh, coming uh, into the heart of worship, the uh, heavenly worship. I just put it in my own words that 24 7 heavenly worship team by all created beings it's something like the, like our church and any other church in the world it uh, it, it comprises of uh, people from all uh, different walks, different nations so we are all going to be with the angelic beings and the elders in the in heaven um, worshiping Jesus Christ. That is the picture um, that is painted here between uh, uh, eight and forty. Again, uh, I come across something about uh, worship. Uh, When you look at the the slide, it it says, uh, you know, it's kind of acronym. W stands for wait upon the Lord. O stands for offer our lives as a living sacrifice. Um, And then, sorry, I didn't. um, Rest in his presence. Sing unto him. Humble yourself before him. Intimacy with God and pleasing Him. Um, so this is a, a, an acronym for worship. Uh, if you are interested, uh, you you can, you can contact Simon or myself. We are happy to send the um, PowerPoint. You, you can look at it uh, at your leisure. And then again, what we see here is every tribe and tongue uh, worshiping Jesus Christ. That is the final fulfillment of the Great Commission that Jesus Christ bestowed upon his disciples and and of course on us as well not everyone is called to be an evangelist but we can do uh, either with the church or with any other organization either directly or indirectly as one of the leading missionaries in india this is the way he said if you are called to be an evangelist or whatever you do your, your uh, you do faith you do faithfully do your calling if you are not don't worry there are many other ways that you can be a, pa- a part uh, of any any church or any missionary uh, uh, in terms of sending people to preach the gospel a uh, few weeks ago uh, the state where i came from south india had released a bible in one of the languages uh, that um, in in the midst, midst of heavy opposition so the group of people are called Saurashtra. so they were from northwest of India. They don't have, um, they speak their language, but they don't have anything uh, in, in writing. So they don't have any letters. So they wrote the Bible in the language where I came from. Uh, but when you read it, it sounds like the local language, but actually it is their own uh, language. So it was translated and then it was about to be released by an Anglican bishop a few weeks ago. It was on the news, I'm not telling lies. So you can check it out if you are interested. So when, when the local church published a lot of um, notices and uh, they stick bills around the city that a um, historical event is going to happen, that uh, such and such uh, a group of people are going to release the whole Bible in this language, all are welcome. So what happened, um, the local fundamental uh, Hindu militant people, they threatened uh, that if the government is uh, allowing this um, pa- uh, release to, going to happen, we are going to ransack the church, we are going to kill all the Christians and things like that. So they were threatening it and then um, they were ready to do all sort of things. Thank God most of the guys were praying sincerely that this incident would uh, w- would, um, would happen peacefully so the the local uh, chief minister said um that we 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 need to make sure that this uh, this release of the bible in um, function go well so the armed police were sent out on that day by the grace of God, the Bible was released in the language. There, there was a joy in the city by the people, those who are eagerly waiting for the Bible. So there are many ways that we can be part of it. My friend who wasn't directly involved in this uh, project, but he was supporting through uh, media and he was, uh, you know, different things. So there are many ways that we can think of it. Some, sometimes uh, some of us say that, John, I'm, I'm a full-time mother. I'm a retired uh, father. I don't have any work. So it's not about a guilt trip. Rather, it's just I'm encouraging you. Whatever way we can encourage, whatever way you can participate, you are more than welcome to participate. Because many of the mothers at home, you are the foundation stone of the family because you are really amazing in terms of bringing up the children and advising the husbands and the fathers. Basically, you know, it's i mean the mother in the house they are not control freaks but they are uh, very very uh, play they are very very supportive in their nature and also the father uh, being a father figure in the house uh, we can also uh, with authority not grudgingly but we know how, how how to run things smoothly with the support of mother we can also do many things at home everything begins at home uh, so whatever way we, 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 uh, we train the children in the house in terms of bringing up, the, bringing up them in the Christian walk, I'm pretty sure one day we will see the results of it that our children will grow in, stronger in faith in Jesus Christ, knowing the Lord personally and joining uh, with other Christians and uh, helping them to spread the gospel through their life first and then through their resources next the question is, now we are coming to the final, um, final slide. I just put a um, subtitles reflection. How, how, how do we know that we are going to be in heaven, which is a real place? Basically, we all have to be born again. As I said uh, a few years ago, we have to get a degree uh, in, in, in Christian University, which is BA, born again. So make sure we all get that degree. Next one is, are you loyal to God? If you read 2 Chronicles 16, 9, it talks about the loyalty, uh, loyal heart to God. And the next point on the reflection is very, very important. After uh, After being born again, are we led by the Holy Spirit? And then the most important thing is, like the way all the Old Testament and the New Testament finish their race of faith, may God help us to finish the race of faith in Christ not wavering from Christ. And then let people glorify the Father by our good works. This is very very important. I know that all of you are good example to your family members, your colleagues and things like that. May, may, may the Lord continue to bless and keep you safe in uh, in your family and your workplace. Um, a week ago one of my friend's mother who uh, came from India to visit him so I, I went and um, greeted her, I spoke to her, because this lady, um, my, my friend's mother, uh, who is a retired school principal from an Anglican school, um, she had two girls and three boys. Uh, one of them uh, was my friend in the nursing school. So the older children, two of them, uh, they became doctors. So she is rooted in a Christian background, so she made sure that after they graduated from medical school, she wanted them to be a medical missionaries. Imagine if they had gone into private practice, they could have made millions, but they chose the other way, that they should go further up into Northeast India, where your life is not guaranteed. One of the places in, in Northeast India, uh, the nickname is called uh, Graveyard of Missionaries. They were very close to that area. They were serving local people. I heard a lot of good stories from YouTube and other places uh, about their wonderful services to the people, those who are in need, without any money. So they used their talents uh, for, the, for, the need, for the needs of the local people. And then I, I came to know a sad story about this lady because my friend's brother, who passed away uh, when he was in the uh, early 50s, And the other brother who met with an accident, uh, he's alive now, he's married, uh, blessed with children. I was talking to her, what are you doing "Um, because you are retired long back? She said, John, I am 89 years old. I'm still serving with Christopher Blind mission. I said, fair play to you. What an encouragement, you know, when you listen to people with the gray hair, not necessarily the people like me with gray hair, but those who are are more than 75 years old, because those are the people that we need to look at them as an example, because through their life, they have showed what faith in Christ is. So let, let people glorify the Father by our good works. May the Lord help us to continue with what our parents, our elders, our friends had shown us a good example. And the last one is um, Re- uh, Revelation chapter uh, 2, 5. Coming back to the heart of worship, it's all about Jesus. That's nothing but first love. Remember how we were when we met our partners. The love between uh, between the uh, the couple... How we loved our partners at the beginning. If they say something, I want I want a Chinese takeaway or whatever, you know, we just go immediately. We don't say anything. But after, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, if they ask something else and then you know, I don't know about you, but I say, can you not do it by yourself? So this is not something like that. It is easy to say because, you know, nobody watches me at home except the Lord himself and my household members. But let me encourage you that if we need, sorry, if we lack something, let's pray to God because our God is Almighty God who who is able and who will enable us to do the things that will bring glory to the Father in heaven. The last question is, will we be all in the heavenly worship team? Let's think about it, pray about it. May the Lord send his Holy Spirit to reveal the words more personal to you and us and let us lead a good example for the Lord himself and for others. God bless you. Thank you.